You are tuned into the JT Live Podcast Show live and uncut on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. The show can be heard every Thursday night right here at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com. You can also download the show on iTunes and listen on Stitcher Smart Radio. If you want to follow our show, you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. You can also like our Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. I'm your host, your man JT Live. I want to thank everybody for listening in to the show. If you caught my podcast last week, it was it was pretty explosive. You know, it was a lot of language and content. I apologize for those people that it may have offended, but you know, sometimes you have to get those things off your chest. You got to make it be known how you feel because this world we live in is, is a very serious world. And on our show, y'all know in this Thursday night show, it's it's raw, it's uncut, it's 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 no holes barred for the most part. So I appreciate you all listening in to the show and those that are listening on demand uh, that are listening to the stream tonight. We appreciate you. On today's show, we're going to talk about Derrick Rose and the, the, the lawsuit that's been filed against him for allegedly drugging and raping a young lady. Also, we'll talk about Ray McDonald, former uh, San Francisco 49er who's been indicted on rape charges. That stemmed from a rape back in 2014 in December. And we'll talk about Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump is, is out here kind of reckless, man. Some of the stuff that he's saying is starting to really have an effect on people, literally. And we'll talk about that in just one moment. We'll discuss what happened in Virginia. And that's been all over the news with the reporter and the cameraman being murdered in cold blood right on live television. We'll discuss that as well. And then we're going to talk about Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and this Love and Hip Hop franchise. And I really have some strong views on this. And I hope people really kind of take it to heart and, and, and you know, comment. Let me know what's going on. If you got some comments, some things you want to tell me, you can tweet me at Rank Top Fast Sports. Retweet the questions, man. You know what? Let's get it out here and, and let's talk. Let's have some conversation, uh, you know, around what's going on out here. But let's get right into the show. I want to talk about this Derrick Rose situation. I mean, this is. This, to me, is very serious. Anytime you have a rape allegation of any kind on your name, it's very, very serious. And so Derrick Rose has been accused of raping an ex-girlfriend and drugging her along with his manager, Randall Hampton, and one of his friends, Ryan Allen. And so apparently this happened back in 2013. It happened in Beverly Hills, California, in Derrick Rose's home, where a young lady said that she was drugged and then... She left the home. She escaped from Derrick Rose's home in Beverly Hills, California, and then went to her house. Apparently, Derrick Rose and his friends broke into her home and raped her. She said she was incapacitated at the time. So, you know, I don't know how you would know if somebody's raping you if you're incapacitated. But that's a question for the particular course to try to figure out. But let's just look at both sides of this. If Derrick Rose did this, he's a scumbag. And his crew is a scumbag. Because for one, there's no reason that you should be putting drugs into anybody's drink to have sex with them. That's a sickness to me. So if you have to drug someone, we know date rape drugs have been around for a long time. But if you have to do that, that's a sickness. And if his friends participated in that, that's a sickness. Now to the flip side, if this young lady is on a money grab, she's bogus. She's extremely bogus. And we know a lot of times athletes out here definitely get the raw end of it when it comes down to things like this people trying to get money grabs people trying to come and 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 and, and trying to get those men get a quick payday off of athletes because we know Derrick Rose got the money he definitely has the money he has endorsements he has things tied up right now 
So he's an easy money grab. So I don't know what happened in a particular situation, but I'm just going to give my thoughts and opinions on it. This young lady filed a lawsuit. She's suing Derrick Rose for the rape. I'm like this. Why are you suing? He should be prosecuted. She should have filed charges against him. Ain't no money grab. She should file. She should be filing charges. Nothing more, nothing less. If he indeed raped her, that's what should happen to him. He should be indicted. And so I'm always, when I look at this lawsuit part first, you know, what happened between these young people? Was it something that went wrong? Was it a sexual, you know, orgy or things that happened? You know, you got young people between the ages of 21 and 30. They're doing all sorts of things out there. They're having parties. They're drinking. They're drugging. They're having sex. They're having group sex. And you don't know what could have happened. I don't know. Maybe she misunderstood. Maybe they misunderstood. Maybe they did have sex with her. And maybe something went wrong. Maybe she said no. I don't know. But I think people have to make the right decisions. Decision making is paramount with young people in these particular situations. We've seen cases. I mean, there have been cases throughout history where men have been accused of rape and it's, it comes out false. We've also had situations where men have been uh, uh, accused of rape. They actually did the rape, but then, you know, they get off and that's not right. Or they get convicted. We've seen these things happen. We, we can go down a list. The Jameis Winstons, the Ben Roethlisberger's. I mean, we can go down a list and talk about guys that have been accused of rape. Now, got NFL player Ray McDonald being indicted on rape. San Francisco 49 being indicted on rape. So what's going on in these uh, party settings? What's happening? And so now what should be required and what should happen is guys probably need to record what's going on in their particular situations. If you're in a house, you need to record what's going on. If you're going to have sex with somebody, you got to make sure that it's consensual and make sure that somebody can see it. Because if you're behind closed doors, let's look at uh, Chicago Blackhawks Patrick Kane, for example. He's being, you know, he's being investigated for rape allegations. Did he do it? I don't know. It's hard to tell when you have two people behind closed doors who did what, what happened. And it's a shame, really, because these are situations, especially if a young woman is not being truthful. Let's say this comes out. This this comes out about Derek Rose and a young lady recants her story. It says, oh, you know, it's not true. You know, it didn't happen. I was doing whatever. I, I don't know. Or she takes a payoff from Derek Rose, I, I, you know, behind closed doors. Who knows? But if it comes out that it's not true, what has she done for rape victims who actually get raped? That's the problem I have, even with the Bill Cosby situation. And I, let me just tell you this. In no way it means I'm defending Bill Cosby for what he did or whatever the case. Because I think if you got to drug somebody, yeah, that's pretty sick to me. Darren Sharper is another one. Former Green Bay Packer, New Orleans Saints NFL football player, drugging females. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe somebody needs to tell me some some kind of research, but I think it's ridiculous when that happens. But let's just let's just step back, okay? If you commit these sort of crimes, you need to be indicted for them. You need to go. You need to face. You need to face the maker. And I had a I had a problem with what happened within the Bill Cosby situation, and and I'll just say this: I know a lot of women have come forward and said, you know what, Bill Cosby. He drugged me. He raped me. Okay. No problem. But maybe had some 
one of those women, and I know Bill Cosby was a powerful man and had a lot of money and things like that. Still has money. I don't know about as much power as he has now. But let's just say somebody came out years ago and said, this guy drugged me and he raped me. Maybe he would have stopped number 15, 16, and 17, and 18 from being drugged and raped by this guy. And that's the, that's the issue I'm seeing right here. This young lady is filing a lawsuit instead of criminal charges. It should be criminal charges. Back in 2013, if Derrick Rose and his crew rape, gang raped this one young lady, guess what? He should be locked up. Because there's no excuse for rape, period. But we know athletes are privy to, to women. I mean, they, they are. But maybe it's some kind of power, some kind of sickness. I don't know. So I, I don't want to go there and, and say, you know, Derrick Rose did this. But I know Derrick Rose has been in Chicago. Ever since he's been in Chicago, he's a hometown kid. You know, he played high school ball in Chicago. You know, now he's Chicago Bull. He's had a lot of success early. Lately, he's had a lot of injuries he's trying to overcome. And people have been coming at him. They've been coming at his head extremely hard. And I know last night on social media, they were hitting Derrick Rose extremely hard. They were coming at his head. And I caution American people and people throughout the world. He's innocent until proven guilty or this whole thing blows over. I mean, right now it's not even going in the courts. But we make these judgments on people very quickly just based off of media reports. Just based off of media reports, TMZ Sports, TMZ, I mean, they're cracking stories. Really, to be honest with you, I, I looked in the paper, the news, the first time I bought a newspaper in like two or three years, because I usually get my source from the internet, but I bought a newspaper, and nowhere in the newspaper did they even discuss the Derrick Rose situation. Wasn't even talked about. The news, it wasn't a lead story on the news. I mean, they eventually they talked it, they discussed it, but it wasn't even a lead story. It wasn't the first one up. So, you know, as I as I step back, I'm like, okay, how serious are people really taking this at the time? Or is it just a Chicago thing and, and Chicago media just hasn't really, you know, they don't really want to grab hold of it right now because the evidence, there's no meat in the evidence. It's just a lawsuit being filed and maybe they're not going to take it serious. Maybe it's just an allegation against Derrick Rose that'll go away subtly. I know some people talked about it, but it wasn't a lead story. It wasn't the first story. And in Chicago, you would figure that would be a lead story outside of the violence. And maybe what happened in Virginia yesterday, that kind of took precedence over a lot of different things. But all I'm saying is this. If Derrick Rose is guilty or, you know, hey, he should be he should pay a price for this. He should pay a price. But if it's a money grab, that young lady, she's slander. That's slander. And that's a bad thing to put rape on somebody. That's that's not a good thing. That is not a good thing. Child molestation and rapes, that's terrible. Those are terrible reputations that you cannot. It's, it's a hard thing to overcome those from a reputation standpoint. Because we've seen it. Let's look at the young man from, from uh, Florida State. Young running back. I think he was a sophomore. Dalvin Cook. Florida State running back was accused back in June of misdemeanor battery. Kicked off the team and everything. And from the social media, all you heard was, oh, you know, these football players. They need to be prosecuted. You know, they can just do whatever they want to do. You know, the idiots, stupid, blowing careers or whatever. Well, then it comes to find out. The witnesses said he never punched this woman at all. He never touched her. So where did she get this from? 
Why are people making and falsifying stories? People should not do that to people. They really should not. Because this character assassination, when you do things like that, you put people's lives and livelihood in jeopardy. When you accuse somebody, it's just not that simple. Just, oh, because I'm mad at you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna say something. I'm going to make up a, a erroneous story and say that you raped me, that you hit me, that you started. Stop lying, people. Stop doing those sort of things. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not the things that you should be doing. You have some vicious people out here, man, that'll set you up. And it's crazy. And I, I really wanted to kind of talk about that because we kind of let those things slide. And there are victims on both sides. And I'm not saying Rose's ends because I don't know. But there are victims on both sides. This lady is lying. This man has a family. He has, ba- he has a kid. He has other family as well. And to be looked upon as a racist, a racist, um, a racist, a rapist is atrocious. Racist too. You, you racist, you're pretty much bad too. So I just want to talk about that, that Derek Rose. Then you got Ray McDonald, this guy, domestic violence in the NFL. And people are always talking about crime in the NFL. Let's pump brakes, okay? Oh, these why are all these NFL players in trouble? Well, in comparison to society, NFL's small amount of people that get into trouble. No more than, than anybody else that's working a regular job that get in trouble, that get arrested for DUIs, domestic abuse, uh, rape. Regular American people who work every single day, regular jobs, not, you know, jobs that that pay millions of dollars. They do crazy stuff every single day. So it's that media in a time of sensationalism that we live in a media sensation, 24 hour news cycle, social media. Everybody's all tied up to what's going on. Huh? Pump your brakes, man. There's not that much crime going on. You're talking about 1500, close to 2000 football players. Not that much crime going on like that. So let's 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 stop that. But you do have your few. And why should football be different from anything else? Ray Rice hit his wife. Oh, you didn't think that you had guys out in the street that hit their wives or girlfriends? Ray McDonald raped a woman. You don't think that there are rapists out here? Some guys have been <laughs> Greg Hardy tied his girlfriend up and was had guns and everything out. You don't think that happens on a daily basis? You've seen SWAT teams. <laughs> in neighborhoods, in hostage situations, in dealing with domestic issues. You don't think that people whoop their kids and they get charged with abuse? Adrian Peterson, you don't think that happens every single day? Happens more than often. You don't see that many NFL players getting into that. Not really. But it does happen, those isolated incidents of a kind of microcosm of what society is. But Ray McDonald, his football career is pretty much over. This guy has some mental problems and he needs to get checked. He's he's a deviant in society. And he needs to be checked out right now immediately. Because he's going to end up doing some damage. He's going to end up doing something crazy to somebody or himself. But now he's facing eight years, so he might be locked up. And will that help him? I don't know. Go to jail, be worse off. You know, they're not really in certain prisons. You're not really rehabilitating people. They're just housing people, keeping the criminals off the street. I'm not mad at that. You do what you have to do because I want my family safe at the end of the day. Hey, listen, you tuned in to the JT Lab podcast show live and uncut right here on the Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. You want to follow our show again, you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. You can like our Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk. 
Network. Big shouts out to my Facebook group, Rank Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7. Tomorrow, man, check us out tomorrow at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We got our college football preview show with Coach and Player Magazine. My man Chris Franklin, Deputy Editor-in-Chief of Coach and Player Magazine, and Mike Mankoff. They will be in the building. I'll be hosting the show. We'll be talking College Football 2015. It's our annual show that we do every year on the Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. And I just had to, you know, it's my little rant, but, you know, you got to talk about and discuss these issues, man, because there's some serious stuff out here that's going on. And a lot of times we just kind of let it, you know, go by the wayside. And so, you know, JT's going to talk about it and uh, we'll, we'll discuss it. And hopefully it'll encourage conversation amongst people. I want to talk about what happened in Virginia yesterday where the reporter and the cameraman, Adam Ward was the cameraman and a, uh, Allison Parker was was the reporter and they were shot live on television. And, you know, apparently this gentleman named Vester Lee Flanagan um, was a former employee of the station where they worked at. And he, you know, he um, he shot them in cold blood. Apparently, Vester Lee or, or Mr. Flanagan was a um, homosexual black homosexual male and uh, he claimed that you know there was a lot of racism at the station well I don't, I don't know what his claims are I wasn't there I can't really tell you what happened they say he threw the race card around a lot you know who knows I don't know but I know one thing that he did that was wrong was kill these people he killed these people and regardless of whatever you're going through there's never a reason Outside of somebody messing with your family or messing with you, that you really have a reason to defend your 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 space or your honor. But this is a situation where he was disgruntled, he's upset, and he went on, he shot somebody. He killed two people. And he did it to make a statement the way he did it, live and on television. Was it that bad, man? And, and let me just go back because as a black man in America, we do have issues in the workplace from time to time with racism in the stores. I'll, I'll just give you a quick, quick example. I met my son's uh, football scrimmage just two days ago. And there was a situation where this African-American family was holding a parking spot. This uh, Caucasian family came up. The lady was trying to pull in. The lady said, we're holding the spot very nice and politely. Hey, we're holding the spot for somebody, um, you know, because they were they were handicapped and it wasn't that many spots. So they wanted to hold that spot so they can have easy access to the football field. Well, there was another group of people that were out there. They were part of the lady who had the car that was trying to park. Well, this lady. After she goes and drives back around, the group of people walks past and makes a comment that I, you know, you, you, of course, you've been called the N word before. But she says, and I quote, those fucking monkeys. And at that time, I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Now they didn't hear her. But what if they would have heard her? And it was a diverse group, you know, uh, African American. Hispanic, Caucasian. It could have been a riot right then and there. So African-Americans face racism on a lot of different levels on a daily basis. Institutional racism, you know, all types of racism that happen on a daily basis. 
And, you know, my son was highly upset. My older son, he was highly upset. He was like, Dad, I want to say something to her. I said, no, we're not going to say anything to her. I said, because we could start a riot if we did that. If you said something to her, she's with her husband or boyfriend, anything could jump off. So we don't want to do that. Plus, we got little kids out here playing football. So we want to make sure that they enjoy their day. But take that as a learning tool. And so this guy, Mr. Flanagan, I, I don't know what he went through on a daily basis, but he really had no excuse not to shoot somebody. You go seek help. You go find some help from somebody. There are a lot of people out here today that are mentally unstable. Mentally unstable. Still not an excuse to shoot anybody. But we really have to check mental illness today because there's a lot of things going on out here, man, that people have no clue as to how to deal with it. Maybe he could have been dealt with it, dealt with differently. Maybe somebody should sort of suggested that he get some help. That he badly needed. And apparently he committed suicide on the side of the road. I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> that's the report that we got. I personally think the police shot him up. But that, that's a whole nother story. But whatever case. You have a family now. Two young promising people. I don't think these, these two people were even 25 in between both of them. Young people. Now their lives are gone. Their families are destroyed. That's ridiculous. You have to think about the decisions that you do. Even people who are talking about committing suicide or, or doing random acts of violence that you have around the country. Come on now. Think about it. These people, I, I, I don't know, but we need to get the mentally ill some help. They need help. That's why I have huge respect for Brandon Marshall, wide receiver, former Chicago Bear, now New York Jet wide receiver. He had mental illness issues and he got help. He said, this is not right. I got to go. I got to go get some help. I need some help. Somebody needs to help me. I need to deal with this. Whether it's taking medication, medication, seeing a psychiatrist, somebody to psychoanalyze you to make sure that you're okay. But we need to get the help possible. People around here buying guns that are mentally ill. You saw what happened in, in uh, Colorado, shooting up the movie theater. You saw what happened down in Louisiana. You saw this kid going to... Uh, going to a church in South Carolina, shoot the whole church up. Saw what happened in Connecticut where the guy went in there and killed 20 some kid children. Come on now. We need to get people help in America. Stop all this. You know, we look at, oh, that person's crazy. No, that, that person is. That person has some mental health issues. That's an illness, just like cancer, just like AIDS. Those are diseases. And people need to get help for it. But a lot of times we sit around, we make jokes about it. I never forget. I remember I was working for a nonprofit organization and this woman came in and she was smelling and, you know, she had an odor about it. She wanted some help. And this one lady said, girl, you better get up out of here. You stinking and smelling. And I had to tell her, I said, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That lady is mentally unstable, obviously, because she wouldn't be walking around the streets smelling like that. I said, two, we need to find out how we can help her. If that means going into the back, getting some clothes, taking her and allowing her to get a shower. But we need to find ways to help her and maybe point her in the right direction. Instead of always criticizing and just jumping on that. Because we as a society are uneducated on that aspect. We think everybody's supposed to be walking. We think everybody's supposed to be talking properly. And, and a lot of times we have our own problems built up in us. But, you know. We, we overlook a lot of what happens in people when they're disabled. Mental disability is just as crippling 
as a back injury, a leg injury, uh, injury, missing an arm, all of it's a disability. Using utilizing drugs, it's a disability. It's a disease. It's something that needs immediate attention. And if you have mental illness, it should be airborne. People should know that. So this young man went and shot these people, suffered some from some type of mental illness, needed to be addressed. Needed to be addressed. <laughs> I'm your man JT Live right here on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. This is JT Live Podcast Show, baby, live and uncut right here on the hottest sports show on the net. Of course, you can hear this show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on blogtalkradio.com. You can download this show on iTunes, and also you can get it on Stitcher Smart Radio. Make sure you check us out, man. Follow us. Send us feedback. Let us know what you think about the show. We always appreciate it, no matter how you do it. Uh, Make sure you you hit us up. Um, I want to um, go into this situation with the political process, I, I know we we talk sports, we talk politics, we talk entertainment, and we got pretty much all that today. Uh, we got some news too, but I want to talk about um, Donald Trump and a lot of you know it's it's amazing to me that Donald Trump is leading in a poll. I mean, it, it just is to me, and. This guy has, you know, he is in the Republican Party. I mean, he's making noise. Now, I'm, I'm no Jeb Bush fan, but, you know, Jeb Bush is pretty accomplished. You know, I think he's probably the, the smartest between him and George. He's definitely the smartest than George. But, you know, he would, to me, would be a viable candidate for the Republican Party. That being said, Donald Trump, the comedian, Because I call him that. He's funny to me. The billionaire, the actor, the reality television show star is winning with the polls. And so some of the inflammatory stuff, when you talked about people being, you know, Mexican people being, you know, the criminals and, and, you know, all that sort of foolishness rhetoric that he's spewing out here. And he's going to take back America and bring back America to the old days and all that kind of stuff. Well, you, you want to bring it back to the old days? You talking about Jim Crow? You talking about uh, post-reconstruction era? You want to talk about lynchings in the South? You want to talk about uh, uh, slavery? Because see, when I, from my perspective, when you want to go back in American time, those are some times that some people in this country, it just wasn't no good times for. So when you say that, I want to get America back to where it used to be. Really? <laughs> America, America's been hell on earth for a long time. It's been hell on earth for a long time. America's been putting its foot in everybody's ass for a long time. Let's just be real. So... You know, when you hear that, whenever I hear a politician say that, we want to go back to the old times and we want to make America where it used to be. Oh, really? Okay. I don't want to make America like it used to be because that means my ass is in chains somewhere. That means we got Jim Crow. We got segregation going on. (laughs) When I hear that comment, I'm sure some people can say amen to that out there that's listening. But that being said, recently his comments are starting to be taken very literally because in Mobile, Alabama at a rally for Donald Trump, they were hollering out white power. 
So they white power, white power, white power. Now, if there's anybody black out there and Donald Trump's trying to get, I mean, come on. You hollering white power, I'm up. I don't know parts of this. What's going on, man? I mean, people in America, now I understand why the political process is really taken out of our hands. Because we really don't have an understanding of what's going on. Donald Trump's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He can say whatever he want to say because what's going to really happen to him? He has his money. He's going to do what he's going to do, period. People are going to support Donald Trump. They're going to buy from him. But you have a lot of people who don't have that, that are not even considered in that upper echelon, that are low-class people that are supporting this guy. I should say low social economic status in America. That's where they are. But now they're supporting Donald Trump, who could care less about your community. Because if he did, he'd be investing in it. He'd be building. He'd be bringing stuff to you that you that you needed on a daily basis. But you have men, some men, and I'll say it's some Caucasian men who support this guy, who have no connection, lifestyle, to Donald Trump. Can't even come close. And he would he would walk right past you on the street, not even look at you. But we support him. Based off some of the foolishness that he's saying. We got to start thinking as a people, man. We have to start waking up. I'm telling you. You know, the fact that Donald Trump is leading over all these other people. You know, and I'm don't get me wrong. Politicians, I never really trust politicians anyway, period. I don't trust them because they lie. They say whatever they need to say in order to get in office. Oh, I'm going to stop crying. Oh, we're going to create more jobs. Right. Right. Sure. Sure, that's going to happen. And it never does. Not at the rate that, you know, we think it should. But will it ever happen? I don't know. But that's what we have. Also, two boss, two white males, ex-cons from Boston, beat up a, <laughs> they beat up a Hispanic man, homeless guy, you know, based off some foolishness Donald Trump was talking about. This happened in Boston. I mean, come on, man. People got to start waking up off this foolishness, man. We really got to get up off this. We fighting each other, and really, we fighting the wrong war. It is. We fighting the wrong war. We need to be looking at some other some other things because you know some of the things that are happening around us on a daily basis. We're just allowing. It makes no sense. In a political process, we seem to not have any type of control over our communities at all. That's white, black, Hispanic, whatever. Call it like I see it. But hey, you know, it is what it is. And people have to pretty much uh, get a social consciousness in their mind to try to make some things happen. So that's Donald Trump. Also, I found this interesting on ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Paula Dean is going to be part of the Dancing with the Stars. And those people who don't remember about Paula Dean, Paula Dean was the was the lady, the cook, she was on a food network, a cooking channel, one of those, and, you know, she always cooked that good old southern food and stuff like that, and she was uh, in a deposition, and, of course, she used the N-word, she, she was being sued by some of her former employees, she's the lady that wanted all the black men to be servers at an event that she was having, and she wanted them to wear white gloves with the black tuxes and walk around like they used to walk around on the plantation back in slavery days, boss. Yes, massa. That's what she wanted. <laughs> she gonna be on Dance with the Stars. What the hell is wrong with ABC? ABC is just... I, I don't know. I think everybody should be forgiven, but I can't sit up here 
and watch Paula Dean dance with the stars. It, it that come on now, come on. You talking about racial instant uh, sensitivity issues? That's definitely one that that definitely shouldn't be uh, allowed to be out there. I, I nah, nah, man. Because you know what? A lot of things don't change like that. It just don't change overnight. And so when you have something like that and you have somebody who who made those kind of volatile comments and really, I mean, anything but ABC, it's, I don't know. I mean, probably she's going to be on there. Shaka Khan, who is, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. She's a Chicagoan. I love to see her on there. So I think that'll be a great thing uh, to see. But you know what, Donald, I mean, um, Paula Dean, I don't know. And I know there's a segment of people out there who love Paula Dean. And I, I like Paula Dean too. Even bought her book. Uh, you know, loved her food. Loved her you know, when she was on the Food Network. Loved watching her. She could cook. Lady could burn, boy. Biscuits, all that stuff. She was cooking cakes. I was like, man, Paula Dean cook. But if she used the N word. Sorry, I can't. I can't support you. You want guys to dress up like they was on the plantation? Hell no, I ain't supporting. You can get up out of here. So, you know, I don't know. That, I just found that interesting that ABC would do that. That they would have that sort of uh, thing going on, which I, I thought was pretty, you know, just, just mind-boggling to me. Uh, that she's going to be on there. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see how the public reacts to her. And I, I don't know if she'll even, she'll even last long enough on that show. I, I doubt that she will. I mean, Paul Deans, you don't see too many old people... You know, Dancing with the Stars lasting a long time. So, it is what it is. But hey, again, this is your man JT Live on the JT Live Podcast Show. Live and uncut on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Follow us on Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. You can like our Facebook page, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Um, Tomorrow's show, make sure you check us out at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard, 11 Eastern, when we have um, Culture Player Magazine. Uh, editor, Deputy Egger, editor, um, Chris Franklin will be in the building along with Michael, staff writer Michael Mankoff, and they'll be talking about, you know, they're they going to be letting it loose, man. They're going to they be talking college football. I, you know, I'm, I love college football. To me, college football is so much more exciting than the NFL. Of course, you have your teams in the NFL that you really, really uh, enjoy. There's nothing like that. College football spirit. And, and you know the colors and the teams. I just I just love watching it. I mean, it does me. It, it really does me good to watch good old college football. It has some purity in the game. Although I think college football players need to be paid. Pay them boys. Pay them. They need to be paid, especially the ones at top schools. I think they did. ESPN did a report some years ago, and they they looked at Notre Dame football, and they said after all the expenses is paid with Notre Dame football, they could pay each player six hundred thousand dollars a piece. That's 80 players. $600,000 a piece. Notre Dame got everything. They got television. You know, they got their own television station. They still are independent. They're not aligned with any conference. And they're still making their money. All over the nation. All over the world. Notre Dame is popular. So, you know... (laughs) Yeah, when you got that kind of cash, of course, Texas, you know, they, they bring in big money from their boosters, Alabama, we ain't Ohio State. These these institutions are making so much money. And I have to tell people, you know, they say, well, you get the education and the education is poor. Let me tell you something. These, or, these 
universities are nonprofit entities, but they found a way to put for-profit entities within them. And you can do that in business. That's a revenue stream. So they're bringing in that money. That's a huge revenue stream, man. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with making paper. But guess what? You can pay your core product. You can give them a stipend or something. You got guys that are on those teams that are pretty much destitute, that come from areas that are impoverished from around the country. That are home, you know, you know, they they plan in these illustrious universities, some of the best. You go to Alabama, some of the best facilities ever. But then they go back to the hood to their shacks. If you watch the Jameis Winston. Um, I think he did something on ESPN around the draft time. You see where he grew up at. It was horrible. It's atrocious. But he's at Florida State and he got thousands of people calling his name and he's scoring touchdowns, winning the Heisman. He's going back to a shack. That's not right. That's like a gladiator, Roman gladiator mentality. You know, you just get the scraps, man. You just a young buck. So pay them guys, man. We'll be talking about that. I'm, I'm definitely going to bring that question up tomorrow when I have Chris and Mike on the show uh, in the morning. So before I get out of here, um, I, I definitely want to talk about me. I, I have a guilty pleasure, and it's, it's love and hip-hop. I, I, I do love reality shows, but you know I'm, I'm going to kind of table how I watch these shows sometimes because some of the stuff on there is, is just ridiculous. And I'm watching love and hip-hop. First of all, Ain't no love and damn sure ain't no hip hop in these shows. Some of these people, I don't know where they came from. Maybe, you know, some of these people have have been trying to get into the entertainment business, but fail for whatever reasons, but they know people. So they get on these shows. Um, And if you watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, of course, Stevie J, of course, he was worked for, you know, Bad Boy and Sean Combs and did some work on Diddy's uh, Diddy and and, uh, Biggie's album back in the day. And, And that's about it. But. If you see this show, and VH1 has done, a, I mean, they've done a, a huge job with this, you know, I, and I think back to how this, this reality show thing really, really kicked off. Of course, um, you know, you, you had uh, your, I can't even think of the one, Big Brother on, on CBS, and, and you had some other ones that started really on CBS, but what they had that Flavor Flav, of course, from the rap group Public Enemy, and Flavor of Love, that really kicked off the VH1 reality show just, you know, mantra. I mean, it just just went ham on reality shows. And you're talking about trash TV. It is trash. But this love and hip-hop, and if I were black women, I'm going to tell you right now. I would be highly upset watching this show. First of all, let me say this. And this to me is a stereotype. The carrot catchers, if they have some of these black women, they got the big booties sticking out. Okay. The big breasts sticking up. They got this colorful hair that's wavy and floyd's fake all over the place. Big old earrings. To me, that's a carrot catcher that somebody's drawn up. A cartoon that I've seen before. But they have these women on here and the language that they use towards each other, the violence that they use towards each other. The lack of uh, camaraderie that they have, you know, unity. The black women that I'm used to seeing, they stick together. Now, not all of them do, but the ones that I'm used to seeing, you know, they ride for each other. But you have women who were strippers and prostitutes who are now stars. And that's the norm. You got guys on there like Stevie J, uh, Young Jock, who was recording artists. They were looking like scumbags. 
they were making men look just the lowest of the low. And this is what they're projecting the people out here. Let's see. Last week during NFL preseason. Well, just, just this past Monday, NFL had its preseason football game. Love and Hip Hop was number one on cable television. They had a 1.7 rating. NFL's 1.6. Anytime you're beating out the NFL in any kind of way, you're doing something. And this was a reunion show for Love and Hip Hop. So that goes to show you how many people are actually watching this between the ages of 18 and 49. Between the ages of 18 and 49, this is what they're watching. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Love and Hip Hop New York. Love and Hip Hop LA. Trash television. And it's getting to the psyche of people's minds and you can see it acting out. If you look at social media and Facebook and all these other world star, all they're showing is fights and ratchetness all the time. And that stuff is starting to filter out into our kids and how they behave. The use of the word bitch is just outrageous. The demasculization of men on the show is just ridiculous. And so when I look at these sort of things, you know, they, they encourage people. To, and this one lady, Jocelyn Hernandez, and pretty, the Puerto Rican prince, please, please, her mouth. And I'm, I'm amazed that people, and it's young women out here that say they want to be like Jocelyn Hernandez. You got to be kidding me. You do? You want to be a stripper prostitute? Because that's what she was. And that's what she still is. In my eyesight anyway. I don't care what people say. She's making up to a million dollars off this show. Here's a guy. Stevie J. Who was an accomplished artist. You have people on there. You have a couple of people on there. That have done some things. But they're, they've put themselves down. To the reality show level. And I'm not knocking anybody hustle. You get your paper. However you want to get your paper. I, you know, if I'm not paying you, I really can't really say much. But I'm just giving my view and opinion of it. I think it's trash. I think it's really, utterly trash television. That people sit up and watch. They give an hour a week to this. And I know I'm guilty myself. But I'm trying to break myself away from it. Because when you consume your mind with that foolishness, you tend to get that in your subconscious mind. In some way, form or fashion, it comes out. It really does. So, you know what, and, and hey, Love Hip Hop is, is, you know, the Nielsen ratings is killing for a cable television show. People of all demographics, white, black, Mexican, it don't matter. They watch this garbage. Male, female, teen, we're watching this mess. But we got to get out of it. We have to find something else to do that's constructive. We had to find some kids to help somewhere. We need to go speak to somebody. So, I mean, we got to put in the work. We have to do something a little bit different than, than, than sitting around and watching, wasting our brain cells watching Love and Hip Hop. Every time I kill my brain cells watching Love and Hip Hop, I go read a book for like an hour or two. Because I got to get them brain cells back. Because that stuff is ridiculous. The way they talk on there, the language that's used, and a lot of young girls are emulating this. They're emulating trash television. And what they see. And I'm not saying that's the only one. Because there are other shows out there. That are that are just as atrocious. Just as bad. But Love and Hip Hop is terrible. It's horrible. So. You know what. I had to get on my rant today on that. And I want to talk about that. Um, today. You know. For these young people out here. And that goes back to the Derrick Roses of the world. And, and the people that he's involved with. You know, people, young people got to make decisions. 
And if you're a parent out there listening, like I try to tell my kids, you know, your decisions, you got to make your decisions, but you got to make the right decisions. You got to think about your actions, things that you do before you do it and think about the consequences that could come behind it. Because a lot of times kids don't, they just react. And, and that's what happens when you're young, you do stupid stuff and you learn from your mistakes. And when you become an older person, you kind of reflect and say, ah, you know what, man, I was done when I did that at 25. I was done when I did it at this age. And sometimes it's okay to mess up. But when you make a grave mistake, sometimes you can't come back from that. Sometimes that's a hard thing to come back from. And it happens to a lot of people on a daily basis. So I caution young people and I caution parents, parents, try to put your kids on the right path as, as, as great as you can. And hopefully that they'll listen to you because that's the only thing you can do when you're raising your children. Once you raise them and you give them all the tools they need, once they leave your house, they're pretty much, they're the world's now. You have to just pray. <laughs> you know, if you're a praying person, you just pray that they be okay. You pray that they don't make any decisions that will, that will cause them their future. Because it's serious out here. You know, in the, in the case with this young lady, if she's lying on Derrick Rose, that's very serious. That's very serious. But if Derrick Rose, let's say his, his guys did do that. Let's say they did rape the young lady and Derrick Rose had nothing to do with it at all. You know, <laughs> guilt by association. The company that you're keeping. And as Chris Carter said, you got to have a fall guy. I guess they will be the fall guys for Derrick Rose. Because if something happens and it comes out, you know, I, I just wish that. If it did happen to this young lady, she would have came out back then because you had, you know, you got DNA evidence. You could really find out. You can make a case for it and they would have to prove themselves. You know, they're innocent to proving guilty. So, you know, that would be something that I would have loved if it happened to see. But I caution you young athletes out there if you're listening to this podcast tonight because I was an athlete. I played college football and I know that you could easily get caught up in situations easily with females you can get caught up in other type of situations um, that happen because when you're a college athlete everybody wants to be around you it does not matter you're going to have the girls they're going to always want to be around you a lot of them and so you have to make the right decisions so you don't get caught up because it's very easy to get caught up and the next thing you know you're a statistic you're wrapped up you are there in school to get your education if you're playing sports, you good, play your sports, graduate, get a job or open up your business, do what it is you want to do. But you're not there to be getting caught up, man, in no case. Guys, it's, we're seeing it every year. You're going out to the clubs, to the bars, get into a scuffle. Everybody's ego, male and female egos are heightened. You get alcohol in your system. Come on, man. Come on. Keep it real. Keep it real. Try to stay out of those situations if you can. So I just wanted to drop that nugget on people today. And um, I, I definitely want to talk about the Derrick Rose situation and, and, and kind of get that out there. And the NFL players, you know, the NFL really needs to do some work um, with trying to keep their, their workplace and, and their employees in line. I know they're trying to do some things, but sometimes when you're not in line and you kind of let things slide, then, you know, you're going to have some some seepage. You will. But hey, I'm your man, JT Live. Right here on the JT Lab Podcast Show, live and uncut on blogtalkradio.com. Remember, follow our, follow our show, share our show, download our show, man. We appreciate every download. Download the show, share it with your friends, share it with your kids, man. If you know, this is one of the only shows that you can really share with your kids because I didn't really go in like I did last week. Last week, I went ham. 
So in some days I might go ham depending on the situation. But last week I went ham last Thursday night. So make sure you check this show out tonight. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a wonderful weekend. If you get a chance, make sure you check out our college football preview, 2015 college football preview on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Network with Culture Player Magazine. Chris Franklin and Mike Mankoff. You guys have a wonderful day. See you when I see you. Peace.